we're in the home stretch of the Ultimate Movie Tournament. After this week, there's only two more weeks left before we decide the Ultimate Movie Champion. And this week, it's all about the sports games. I love sports. And the movies, well, they're no different. I love them too. There are some classic movies in this bracket, and I cannot wait to break them all down with my good friend, Ashley Clark. We break down the winners and reveal who won this bracket. There's a movie that makes you want to play for the Cleveland Indians. Kids who all they want to do is play baseball and would do anything to make it happen. Robert De Niro as a badass boxer. Kevin Costner learns about the game of baseball and then plays catch with his dad. But wait, he's dead though. Samuel Jackson is a no-nonsense high school basketball coach. A dancing gopher on a golf course that is hilarious. Kevin Costner once again in a baseball movie, but with the cool name of Crash Davis. Spike Lee brings on a real-life NBA player to play the main part because, well, he got game. Gene Hackman plays a coach in one of the all-time classic basketball movies. Kevin Costner is back once again, but he changes it up. He's playing golf this time, but as a drunk. Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. Enough said there. There's no crying in baseball. Denzel takes over a football team in the middle of racial tension. Rocky looks to avenge the death of Apollo Creed and goes to Russia to do it. Keanu Reeves plays quarterback on a team of replacement players, and they're a bunch of misfits too. And finally, it's wax on, wax off, sweep the leg. All those movies we are going to discuss and reveal who won the sports genre bracket here on the Ultimate Movie Tournament. It's time to break the bracket down. Hey. <laughs> I'm in space. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, in my brain, I was like, oh, yeah, wait, I should try to change the background. But I switched to my wife's computer because uh -huh. she got her work computer. And this one has a bigger processor. And I was like, I don't have my other photos on here. I was like, oh, let me see what they got. And I was like, oh, I'm in space. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> see, mine is still only sending me to, like, my pictures. Mm. So I guess it's fine. Here's one. Here we go. I was going to say, because I think they provide you with a few that are like, you know, that are some options in there. So <laughs> I haven't been able to find it. So my microphone's closer to my face because you can't see it. But if I like move my face in front of it, there it is. But then if I move this way, it's not there. <laughs> it's so weird. I have to move into our conference room and I don't know the best place to like. That's okay. Okay. I asked the worker, like, do you want to go teach your class today? She's like, oh, no, not today. I was like, ugh. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's okay. That's okay. Well, I appreciate you still doing it anyway. So yeah. that, that makes me happy. So a little, little product placement today. Oh, some ramen. So, okay. So how do you pronounce it? Because everybody's like, it's Raymond or ramen? Ramen. Ramen. Okay, good. Like a fucking person. <laughs> I've heard somebody go, like that Raymond. I'm like, like everybody Where loves ramen. Why? I don't know. Maybe it's a Southern um, thing. I don't know. It's, it's just, it sounds weird, but I was, <laughs> every time I hear some random things. Yeah. Every time I hear Raymond, I go, are you talking about the show? Everybody loves Raymond. Cause <laughs> not the food. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's hysterical. Oh goodness. How was your week since last we talked? How were you? <laughs> it's been good. I went to a haunted house last night. What? So my coworker that I work with, her mm -hmm. son turned 14 and he'd never been to a haunted house before. And like, that's what he wanted to do. And apparently the conversation went down as, uh, well, me, I don't want to go like him as 
her as his mother saying like, I'm not going to go with you. I'm not into it. I don't think your dad will. And apparently he went, I think Miss Ashley will go with me. (laughs) I have to go. (laughs) I can't not go now. Yeah. He pretty much said, uh, like he voluntold you, you're going to go with me. (laughs) So now here's, now here's the thing. So this is the first time he's gone to a haunted house. You said, right. Okay. Was he scared shitless or he's kind of like, eh, he, he got scared. So I am the person you want to take with you to a haunted house. Like you're welcome. First off. <laughs> so now you got to explain. I, you got to explain that. Cause now I got to know why, like why? Oh God. Okay. So have you ever been to the one in San Antonio? That's the mm-hmm. Ripley's believe it or not one. So I've been to Ripley's believe it or not in San Antonio, but not their, their haunted house. I don't believe. So like they have a haunted house attached to it and you can buy it as a package. When you get off the elevator from the haunted house, mm-hmm. you go through the Ripley's thing. Mm-hmm man so they like put you in groups and they pull you into a room and there's this thing that pops up that scares you i fell on the floor screaming (laughs) and i know they went the one in the green shirt with the stripes that's the one like and i try to like rationalize with myself like the first room that we entered into is like this meat locker thing and there's like body bags like moving around and stuff and then um i see this like guy pushing a body and me I walk up to him like is that a person or an animatronic and he goes oh and I fell again um I was like okay question answered got it but I will say this one we went to it was the 13th floor which I think is like a national chain they also own asylum or something like that it was dope it was one of the best haunted houses I've ever been to I used to always go to the nightmare factory in Austin (laughs) As you're telling me, you're the one like freaking out, falling to the ground. I don't know. Do you see these pictures that usually circulate of like people freaking out in haunted houses? And I mean, there's some of the funniest photos. I'm like, I was picturing you like just. hundred percent. Yeah. And just falling to the ground. And it's. (laughs) And last night. So it's like, it's in a factory and you walk in, it's just big open thing. We walked Mm -hmm. like four feet into the place and I noticed the door. Cause I noticed all the things like this child, I'm like holding on to him, but I have him in front of me the whole time, <laughs> like guiding him through. And I see like the scary places where things are going to pop up and he's just walking around looking at stuff. And so I'm like guiding him away from things. And there was a couple times where I just let him like walk into the scare and he definitely like, ah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if, you're, if it's his first time, he has to learn like that. Right. I so, know, I know. And that's why I did it. But then it's like, we didn't even get in. We're still in line. We're just under the thing. And like someone opens the door and I like, <gasps> and it's mm-hmm. a dude in a headset, like walking to the front, coming out of the break room. <laughs> he's not even there to scare. He's like, okay, I wasn't even trying no, to scare you. <laughs> he's got a crew shirt on. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I think the last haunted house I remember going to, and I mean, I might've went to one after this, but I think it was in Knack. And uh-huh. It was one there, and it was at the very end, the dude chases you with the chainsaw type of thing. Mm-hmm. And the group that I was with, because in my brain, I think I said to myself, I haven't seen a dude with a chainsaw, and I want to say this is around the time, like, the revamped Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out, like, from the right. 2000s or whatever. It was, like, 05, right, when the first one came out? Or was it yeah, I think it was the second one that came out, though. Like, the oh, one okay. with uh, uh, Jordana Brewster, not Jessica Biel, or maybe it was the Jessica Biel, whichever one it was. The, the yeah, second one after the first reboot. Right. And so in my brain, I said, 
I haven't seen anybody with a chainsaw and I would figure they would use that a lot. So we get to the end and I thought to myself, I'm pretty sure some dude's going to round with a chainsaw. And I just thought it to myself and there's a big group of us. And of course, all you hear is my Mm -hmm. group, they take off running. And I just stood there and went, well, I hope he's a part of the the show because if he's not, I'm screwed. (laughs) I didn't even, I didn't run. I just walked. I just walked. I mean, I might be walked, but I wasn't running. (laughs) Well, it wasn't the one on campus, was it? I don't think so. I don't remember. Because we worked one in Mays Hall. Me and our friends. Oh, no, no. This was definitely not on campus. This was out in the middle of nowhere. Oh. I'll share a fun story, though. So when the first one came out of the revamp, me and my best friend BJ went to go see it. And that that was in 05. This is before I dropped out the first time of SFA. Okay. So so we go and watch it. And then we go back into town because he was living with us at the time. And we Mm -hmm. go to this party, you know, in the back, there's no fence. It's like the woods, you know, like you have a backyard area, but then like you have all the woods back there. And that's where you go to pee if you're a dude, because the bathrooms are always full with all the women and everything else. And so I remember at one point I had to go pee so bad, but I was like, I refuse to go into the woods because in my (laughs) son of a bitch is out there trying to get us. I'm going to go stand in line for an hour. And if I piss my pants, it happens. Like, I, of course, I was a little tipsy. So, of course, my logic was not really there. <laughs> sure. It was great. It was great. And my brother uh, like, of me goes, you realize it's not real. I go, uh-uh, no care. Not happening. Doesn't mean one of you isn't an asshole and is going to come scare me. Yeah. And, I, and I'm going to end up peeing myself or I'm going to piss on him. And then that's really going to make him mad. So. Well, and then that was, do you remember Stock? Vaguely. My buddies put that on. Okay. Uh, they did Next Stock 1 and Next Stock 2. I forget okay. what years it was. But we went out there the night before and, like, uh, camped and partied with everyone who, like, worked it because we had mm-hmm. the inside scoop. <laughs> um, and it was me and Samantha Yarbrough, okay, yeah. who's now Samantha Gibson. Um, we had gotten kind of drunk. We were by the fire. And we went to go pee. And then someone had been, I think it was like Jerry Mouse had been like laying out close to where we were going and like scared us. And Samantha has a random, unnecessary fear of zombies. Yeah. And she like leaves me. I don't know what's going on. So I start running back too. It was like, I didn't hear him scare us. Like I didn't know what was happening. I just heard like rustling and I'm thinking it's just someone over in the woods. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just this oblivious, like what? And of course it's Jerry. Like, man, I heard, oh man, Jerry. He, I, I love Jerry. Jerry. He was awesome. Shout out to Jerry Mouse. I hope you're watching this up in New York. Yeah. Jerry Mouse, man. He was, uh, which is not his real last name. His last name is like impossible to pronounce. Uh, I, mean, that was, I know that was his DJ name was Jerry Mouse, but man, Jerry he was Mouse. a good dude. He was a good dude. I love Jerry. Yeah. He was fun, man. He was fun. Jerry's well, a part of a lot of my party memories. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Jerry's a part of a lot of people's memories. Like, okay, so I got to tell you about this guy, Jerry, but you kind of have to meet him to understand <laughs> what he's like. <laughs> like they try to explain him as best they can, but they go, but when you meet him, it'll make sense. Oh, fucking Jerry. He was the best. <laughs> he was awesome, man. He was so much fun. He definitely made radio a lot of fun. That's for sure. So. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, radio days. <laughs> oh man. Well, so sports bracket let's just say good round not a lot of close matchups some some voting was leaning one way that surprised me but at the end it it went the way that i expected it to so oh is that right yeah so de- definitely some uh some good uh some good voting some good matchups and here's the thing i don't think i was going to be upset with whoever won this bracket because i pretty much was i i i liked every single movie on here all so. solid movies oh yeah absolutely 
Now I will. So, so we're going to start off big with major league and Sandlot. And I'm going to say that I expected this to be closer than what it was. And it wasn't, it was not as close as I thought. I feel like I don't feel that way. I feel like I knew how this was going to go. I just, I don't know. I guess I figure people like, I know a lot of people that love major league. Now, granted, Sandlot. So my vote went to the the, way they love the Sandlot. Exactly, and I think that's what surprised me. Because here's the thing: my vote was the Sandlot. You Mm -hmm. know, but I love Major League just because you. It's, it's a pure baseball movie. Like most of these movies, they have some kind of hidden something. Now, granted, Major League had a little bit of a love story. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I said that at SFA whenever we had to do the softball games and radio. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember. I did too. I think I did a couple times. Like, <laughs> don't do that. Like Bob Euchre. Mm-hmm. Like then I, I'm I'm sorry, but yeah, that was one of the best parts of that did movie was definitely him. Softball game together. I think we did. I think, I, think we, we, I think that was the one that I did it at and you actually got it. And then the person I did it with at the next one, like, because mm-hmm. I'm, I think I did color commentary for both because I understand softball, but I'm way better at doing the color than like mm-hmm. the stats. Yeah. And you and I had a really good show and whoever oh, yeah. I did it with at the other one, it was like, yeah, well, we're done with this. Yeah. I, yeah Cause I remember, cause I want to say when, when Williford was like, Hey, we got to do a softball game. Who wants to take it on? I think you and I were like, yeah, we'll do it right away. Yeah. And I want to say, if I remember right, you're like, so I feel more comfortable with color. I was like, that's perfect. Cause I'd rather do play by play. You know, I, I feel like my strong suit is play by play. So let's go. And, but and, yeah, I, I, and I do remember your play by play, but I'm not the one to like say yeah. things. Yeah. So I I've used that term before when I call baseball games, uh, I always say just <laughs> a bit outside for all my major league fans out there. Right. You know, but yes, I remember when you said that and I was like, I love her. <laughs> she, <laughs> like she gets it. Like friends. that's, a, that's fantastic. <laughs> Um, oh my god, but yeah, a good movie. I mean, good I, I think it was just story. I mean, it made you love it, made you want to play for the Cleveland Indians, even though they were garbage in real life, you know. <laughs> at least now, after that movie, they got a little bit better, but but yeah, so Sandlot dominated. I, like I mean, to. yeah, yeah, Sandlot dominated with 81% of the vote, so not a surprise Ooh. there because Sandlot, like you said, it, it's that childhood movie about sports, like, but it. it it shows what baseball I mean, is and should always be at heart, you know, like, to, and we watched that in school. Mm-hmm. We watched that everywhere. Like you, there was no escaping the Sandlot. I remember we watched it in school. I can't remember what grade I was in. I mean, we were a little bit older, but I remember we had to take a form home because there's a scene when the dog jumps over the fence and he goes, Oh shit. Right. I had to take a form home to inform the parents we're watching the movie The Sandlot, but it does have one curse word in it. Right. And the vomit and- scene is fine, but oh that one God. curse word. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. But yeah. So, and then of course, you know, the quote that everybody knows is, you're killing me, Smalls. Like, mm-hmm. that's. <laughs> what? I feel like. Great I- <laughs> I feel like that when people say, you're killing me, Smalls, it's equivalent to by Felicia from Friday where mm-hmm. people say it, but they don't know exactly how it was set up in the movie. No, you know? not so like people, babies, some babies don't understand. Yes. Well, the younger generation, like they know the movie, they say they love the movie and they say they watched it. But when you say, okay, you're killing me smalls. It's like, Oh yeah. When they're talking about the great Bambino, I was like, Nope, it's mm-hmm. not. It's all about s'mores. <laughs> and he's just like how can i have some more how can i have more of something if i haven't had anything <laughs> like, 
<laughs> it's so like it's just so good it's such an innocent movie but it's so oh, oh yeah. my god i love it and then of course dennis leary just plays the jerk stepdad but not really a jerk but he kind of comes off as one but he gets better and i mean that well, was like a little bit of surprise as you get older you're like oh yeah dennis leary easily pulls off dickish <laughs> oh yeah of course <laughs> have you seen rescue me <laughs> there was not a stretch for dennis yeah. leary I, I love the show Rescue Me he did because he was just a straight up unapologetic asshole. And oh, I love that show. I, I didn't like finish it. it. After like season two or three, I stopped watching, but I really enjoyed it. Because I, I feel like I, it came on like right after Nip Tuck or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I got my wife into it because I had the DVDs like the first few seasons. So we bought the later mm. seasons when I caught her up. And it's, I mean, I saw that. I remember watching it? it through. So a good show. How many? Uh, I think it's six it's or like seven five. seasons. I oh, think it's six or seven. Yeah, it's it's it, it went on for a while. It right went on. on for a while. All right, so that brings us to our next round of uh, Raging Bull, Mr. De Niro taking on Field of Dreams, Mr. Kevin Costner, who makes quite a few appearances in this bracket because well, it's Kevin Costner. He does a lot of sports <laughs> movies <laughs> that are good. Just so funny. But uh, so I, I vaguely remember seeing Raging Bull. It's been a long time. Obviously, I know it's one of the classics. I believe he won an Oscar for it or the movie won an Oscar, I think. I'm not in front of my camera or my computer oh, no, right now, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Sa- sorry, Samantha. <laughs> but, Usually I'm pretty good at looking all that stuff up. But. Well, so, I mean, but yeah, but I mean, it's Field of Dreams, another baseball classic of Kevin Costner where it's about the game of baseball, but you don't really see much of the game of baseball throughout the movie, but it, right. but it encompasses baseball, which is still a sports movie. Right. And, you know, he gets um, to play catch with his dead dad at the end. Right, right. And it's one of those, I feel like the Field of Dreams pulls on your heartstrings a whole lot mm-hmm. more than like Raging Bull does. Raging Bull is a great movie. Yes. And it's a great look into the troubled lives of humans. Mm-hmm. Um, another Martin Scorsese movie, which you can't deny his. We talked about actor. him a lot these past, past few weeks. Oh, 100%. Because this is. I mean, aside from being a sports movie, it's a drama, which is mm-hmm. Martin Scorsese's MO. You know, mm-hmm. I can't tell you a comedy he's done. I've seen a funny part in a Martin Scorsese <laughs> movie, but I can't tell you any comedies he's done. Yeah. But Field of Dreams is another one of those, like, I watched that with my parents and my grandparents. You know what I mean? Like, it's a family movie. Raging Bull, a- I have not sat down and watched with a parent. Oh, no. No, no, no. I don't think you, you know, I don't think you should. Eat. Well, maybe when you're older, but. You <laughs> probably fine now, but. But, uh, but yeah, Field of Dreams is a movie you could literally watch till the end of time with anybody. And it'll be, and, and of course you got. And, like my dad wanted me to watch with him. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, and the fact, I mean, and good Lord, James Earl Jones has one of the best voices ever. It's him and Morgan Freeman. I mean, those are the two voices where everybody says, narrate my life it's either morgan right. freeman or james earl jones it never fails but uh, I mean, fill the dreams was another james one that jones just looks like a happy dude <laughs> he does. he's a guy i'd have a beer with if he was like you want to have a beer hell yeah let's have a drink and you tell me tell stories me all the stories yeah tell me all your stories because i'll probably laugh my ass off but uh fill the dreams dominated 94 percent. like that that wasn't even close how Not many anymore. votes uh do you know for round uh one? let's see oh for this round specifically mm either or uh so it was uh so yeah so well i mean for field of dreams and raging bull the total votes came out to be 35 votes right. only four went to raging bull the rest wow. went to field of dreams um for the sandlot and major league uh i gotta do some quick math here five six uh, 70 votes total for that one 
And uh, yeah, but only 13 went to major league. So again, Sandlot dominated that one. Dang. <laughs> which brings us to our next round matchup, which is going to be Caddyshack, an all-time classic uh, with a lot of great quotes uh, to, I feel like a movie that people that are maybe don't see this movie, but it's still a good one. If you haven't seen it, Coach Carter with Samuel Jackson. Mm-hmm. So that's your next round. Who would you right. have? Um, I picked Caddyshack yeah. because that movie just sticks out in my mind. I've seen it way more. <laughs> it was another one that just always ended up being on Chevy Chase before he turned crazy, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he was just. And Rodney Dangerfield. I mean. Oh, my God. Come on. Rodney yeah, you, you can't go wrong with him. Well, and then you got just an under, like, I don't want to say underappreciated, but kind of an underrated Bill Murray in that movie. Because, like, you have Rodney Field, you have Chevy Chase, and not, and I think now people realize, but I think at the time people just maybe didn't put as much on Bill Murray and how great he was in that movie as much as they should. Well, and if I remember, like, that part wasn't supposed to be as big as it was. Mm-hmm. Even though it is a relatively small one, like, I think they ended up putting more in there just because of, how yeah. funny he ended up being, you know? Yeah. It's, it's funny how sometimes these great movies, the small role of somebody who is a big name tend to be one of the best roles in the movie that you see less of. You know? And I think they did it on a favor or something. Yeah. We watched and, the uh, National Lampoon's documentary mm-hmm. and they talked about Caddyshack in there. Yeah. And uh, so, and with Coach Carter, I mean, so I've seen this movie a few times and I think I like it because it's Samuel L. Jackson doing something a little bit different than we normally have seen him do, but he plays a coach, no nonsense. He's about grades. He's about academics. He literally locks up the gym because none of his kids are going to school. They're not going to class. It's like an inner city um, urban school with like one white dude, which is Channing Tatum, which I find, I forgot all about until I was like, oh yeah, Channing Tatum's in this. And It was just, you know, I like the message of like, you know, he's like, he has the right priorities where he's like, I don't care how the, I don't care about this. Like, yeah, we're winning and we're doing great. It doesn't mean anything until they actually, cause they're not all going to go play basketball in the NBA. Like they need to have their priorities straight. Which is like literally nothing any coach I've ever met has ever said, unfortunately, like every yeah. coach, maybe it's cause we're from Texas and yeah. like, that's a thing. Like, Oh, it's oh your grades aren't good let me go talk to your teacher so i was literally in a class uh with the quarterback of our high school football team i believe i was a junior he was the star quarterback which he wasn't that great but he was the best quarterback we had the class was astrology so we it was stars that's all it was and he never showed up he never did anything and that fool made a freaking b and i'm like and there's the privilege coming well number one no he didn't no, oh hell no, he, <laughs> he didn't. didn't. I can tell you right now, he didn't. I don't even think he knew where the Big Dipper was when we, we we were laying in our auditorium one day, and somebody said, "Point out the Big Dipper," and they said his name, and he had no idea where it was. I'm like, "How the hell?" Do you, I mean, come on, bro. It's like, like the one prereq you have for an astrology class. Like, okay, where is this? Yeah, Big Dipper, Dipper, Orion's Belt. Those are like <laughs> the three main things that you right. learn. That's the only ones I know off the top of my head. Yeah, exactly. And that's all I remember too. So it's right behind you over here. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, actually, yeah, I got the I got the stars behind me. It might be behind me somewhere. Uh but yeah, Coach Carter, I think is a good movie. It's a good message. Uh it's a coach that actually says what he preaches. And it's I think it's a good, it's a good movie. But of course, going up against Caddyshack, there was no doubt that went that had my sure. boat. And if I'm not mistaken, didn't Coach Carter come out at a time that like another basketball movie just came out or it was like right after remember the titans it was kind of like the olympus has fallen white house down like similar movies armageddon and one's better than the other 
So it says here it came out in 2005, and I think, remember, the Titans was 2000, 2001-ish. But didn't it, it come was, out, like, on the heels, like, right before or right after another basketball movie, like, coach basketball movie or something? Uh, possibly. I, I don't I'll know. I'm, I'm trying to look it up right now, but I don't see <laughs> anything. I think that's what happened with it. Like, it just didn't get the recognition that it likely deserved because so, of the timing. Because so I'm of- looking – I'm looking at like, so there's a movie, a basketball movie called Glory Road that I've seen before, but that's so shit. Six. That was 2006 though. So I don't know. Um, but no. either way, it didn't matter because Caddyshack was going to dominate. I think everybody knew yeah. that one. But uh, if you haven't seen Coach Carter, I recommend going to check it out. All right, brings us to our next one, which I thought was going to be a very interesting matchup. And it actually is fairly close. Uh, Bull Durham, one of my all-time favorites, takes on He Got Game. A Spike Lee joint. Hell yeah. <laughs> and... So I, with He Got Game, I remember – so Ray Allen's the basketball player that played in the NBA. He was – I don't know if he – I don't think he was a rookie, but he was a couple years into the league. Like an actual basketball player played the main role. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised. He actually did pretty well. He did not do terrible. I didn't think he did that bad of a job. The movie's good. It has an, another Denzel. Denzel is the father mm-hmm. who tries to get him to go to – his alma mater college to get him out himself out of prison. I mean, it's, it's a good story. It's a good, good movie. Right. Um, but yeah, the fact that he got an NBA player to play the main lead and actually did a decent job. I mean, hats off to Spike Lee for that one. I thought he did good. And you know, <clears throat> I'll say, and I think like in sports movies in particular, they'll bring in a- athletes to play parts. Mm-hmm. They're not terrible. Mm-hmm. Well, basketball players in general, not terrible actors. No. Like I've seen baseball players in movies and stuff like that. You're like, oh, you're just here because you're getting paid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I will say, I feel like basketball players like decent actors. Well, and I think, and I think it's because NBA now, not so much back then, but I, well, even actually back then, I think NBA was a little bit more in mainstream. Like it was a little bit more ingrained into Hollywood than <laughs> baseball or football ever was. Well, I mean, we all know why. No. That was when Michael Jordan was making his ascend into greatness. And Very true. It was but, all, everybody was used to being in front of a camera. They were used to scripts. They were used to this, that, and the other. Well, and here's the thing, though. Don't forget Kareem, Abdul, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Like, he was in Dragon, uh, if I remember correctly. Um, and uh-huh. then he did Airplane. Like, he did a couple movies himself right. where he wasn't terrible. And, right, not a bad actor. <laughs> he wasn't <laughs> terrible. I was like, okay. Like, I'm not saying he's the greatest actor ever or really funny, but he actually held his own. I was like, are you mad at it? <laughs> Look at you. There are other people who think that they are only actors. Bull Durham. Oh, my God. He was great. <laughs> They're actors playing basketball is what they are now. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, but going against Bull Durham, I mean, Bull Durham got my vote just because, again, it's, my, it's one of my mm-hmm. top movies of all time. Anytime it's on, I'm watching it. I love the quotes. I love the story. I mean, the name Crash Davis is what, I guess, one of my favorite names ever. <laughs> His name is Crash Davis. Like, it's phenomenal. And then just the quotes that come from that movie. I mean, it's just Baseball Tonight, a show on ESPN. I remember back in the day, they were doing vignette spoofs of certain baseball movies. And they had like four of them for Bull Durham because they were (laughs) so good. And they implemented it to like what was going on in that that day society type of thing. But with baseball, Hmm. it was great. But Bull Durham got my vote hands down. I'm pretty sure that I voted for He Got Game just because I remember that one more than Bull Durham. I've only seen Bull Durham a few times. Yeah. But I mean, I liked it, but I remember He Got Game more. Well, and so, I think I voted for it, and then I saw the things. I was like, oh, well. 
Well, I remember uh, my wife, Megan. So she was like, I've never seen this. I heard it's a romance. It's not. Just she goes, look, there's romance. I go, woman, it's the last 20 minutes of the movie. Like, and I think we, I know we joked, I joked about that last week, but I hate when people try to tell me it's a romantic comedy. Like, no, it is a sports movie. It's a baseball movie because it's literally <laughs> all about baseball until the very end. Right. I mean, don't worry wrong. Sigourney Weaver is, you know, pretty much a tramp that's banging, you know, the main young star to get him ready and then ends up getting with Kevin Costner. Yes, I get that, but how's that a love story? That? Like I know in Letterkenny, they call the girl that comes to the locker room for the hockey team, like a puck bunny. <laughs> for, for the Sigourney Weaver character in Boulder. Yes. God almighty. But no, Besides but, from Boer. <laughs> I just, and I, and I think it's, it's one of those things I think, and, I, and before we move on, I'll, I'll say this just with Bull Durham, it's, you have this young pitcher who is with the veteran catcher and his job is to make the star million dollar arm guy ready for the show. Mm-hmm. And he's being defiant. And, <clears throat> and again, I know you've only seen the movie a couple of times, but for anybody that's seen it, I mean, one of my favorite things is he's pitching. I think it was like a no hitter or it was like a, it was like a one hit shutout or whatever it was. And they were winning like by a good margin. And he's like, I want to, I want to throw him, like, throw him your fastball. And he's like, no, no, he's expecting fastball. He's like, throw him the fastball. And he's like, no, no, no. And, he's, and he stands up and he goes, can you believe this motherfucker? He is shaking me off and he's throwing a one-hit shutout. He goes, <laughs> he goes, here comes the deuce. And when you speak of me, speak well. And, I mean, he fucking tattoos it. He tells him what pitch is coming. He tattoos it over the fence. And he just walks up to the mound. He goes, man, he got that one out of here. And he goes, you told him what I was going to throw, didn't you? He goes, yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, listen to your catcher, like the veteran. Don't be the hot shot rookie. And I don't know. It's, and I feel like that's real life in baseball because I feel like you have these young pitchers that just say, I know, I know what I need. And the catcher's like, don't do it. Right. Do it. So, Bull Durham did move on. Okay. Uh, let's see. What was it? 59 to 41%. So, I mean, not pretty close. fairly far apart. I mean, they, it got some good votes. So. How many votes on that? Uh, let's see here. 35 total for Bull Durham, 24 for he got game. So the math right on. on that. Yeah. So I mean, good chunk of good chunk of voting on that one. So, all right. So that brings us then to our next round, another Kevin Costner, uh, but this time he's not playing baseball. He's actually a golfer in 10 cup and it takes on the classic Hoosiers. That's a classic basketball movie with Gene Hackman. Mm-hmm. Fairly close in this one too. So was it? It was. Yeah. But yeah. So we got a little bit different Kevin Costner this time. Right. Golfing Kevin Costner this time. Yeah. Um, honestly, I'm not very familiar with either one of these. Yeah. I think as a girl, neither one of those like spoke to me very much in the 90s. Probably um, not. Yeah. I had <laughs> seen Tin Cup and remember Tin Cup more than Hoosier, so I'm pretty sure that's the one I voted for. Yeah. And, and Tin Cup uh, did win 60%, went to Tin Cup. Uh, Hoosiers is a great classic basketball movie about Indiana basketball, Gene Hackman, Dennis Hopper. I mean, it, it's a really good movie. Uh, but Ten Cup, I know that. Oh yeah, sure. and then Ten Cup, I, I love. Like for me, I feel like Ten Cup ventures a little, not all the way, but a little bit more toward the romantic comedy side because the entire time he's trying to get with Renee Russo, who right. is his therapist, but she's dating another golfer who's an asshole, which is Don Johnson, you know, Mister Miami Vice himself. Oh, which yeah. you know, um, but it was just you know he plays a drunk and he's a great golfer, and I mean it's just I, I think it's it's definitely a good movie. And of course you have Cheech from Cheech and Chong, which that dude is hilarious. In a Cheech way. Marin, <laughs> shout God, out, he's so good, he's so good. But yeah, so Tin Cup wins, so we won't spend too much time on there. Here's one a matchup that I thought for a fact would be closer than what it was. It is Rudy taking on a league of their own. See, and I'm gonna 
And I'm going to get into what my, one of my favorite quotes of all time from League of Their Own is, but I'm not going to get to it yet. I'm going to let you say your spiel because what I, it's not the classic one that everybody loves too. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> See, and I, I mean, Rudy is one of those movies that everyone remembers, but mm. when was the last time you watched Rudy? It's very true. I mean, I've it's been a while. You don't see it on TV very often. Fair, fair. I know. I think I've seen it on like ESPN sometimes. Yeah, every now and then, or like during the holidays, maybe during Thanksgiving type of thing, or but right. League of, the, League of Their Own. You'll see it on TV like all the time. All the time. It just sticks out there in that Americana moment in history more mm. than Rudy does. I mean, both are based on actual things that happened. Correct. Rudy's uh, yeah. a story too. Yes. Yeah. So Rudy is based on true events, and same thing with the League of Their Own. Yes. Right. Like that exact thing didn't happen in the league of their own, but it's based off of the women's baseball league that happened when the men were at war. Mm-hmm. And um, I obviously voted for a league of their own. Um, I, this was like one of the two movies that my grandma would always watch. So I watched <laughs> it a lot as like a five-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> I was probably like six or seven. And we watched like that. And this is doubtfire and judge Judy. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's a, those are some good things to be watching. So, <laughs> but I mean, and I played baseball. Like I, that's the only sport that I played growing up. I started playing softball when I was four and then I played all the way through high school. Like I loved baseball movies and things like that. <clears throat> and obviously a league of their own spoke to me a way more than, you know, of course. Well, of course yeah. Cause it's, it's about uh, women and how badass oh, they are yeah. and how good they are. And right. And how, you know, you don't have to be a man to make people interested in this game you're watching. Like mm-hmm. it's, it goes to yeah, show too that like and that's why i love sports it's so silly to me that softball like women play softball and men play baseball well why yeah like, what does it matter oh they can't crank it as far okay so you give us a bigger ball with less density because we can't crank it as far like do you know that like yeah like it, it, that works. and it's yeah underhand it, throwing like whatever so anyway i don't I, know if you ever seen this video jenny finch pitched to albert Pujols, who oh. like back in his prime and was like, all right, try to hit this. And she was humming it. And he swung at three straight pitches and struck out. Like he couldn't touch it, could not touch it. So it's like, you can't really argue that softball is easier than baseball because no, it's not. I'm sorry. Baseball and softball in general, they're the hardest sports to play, Mm -hmm. but they're the one sports that literally anybody can play. It doesn't matter how tall you are, short you are, how fat you are, skinny you are, does not Mm -hmm. matter. Anybody can play that game. Um, now, not everybody can play that game because we've se- I've seen where athletes of other sports come into batting practice and they're swinging and they look awkward. They can't hit a damn. They can't do anything. Sure. It's not the easiest sport to play. It's the hardest yeah. sport to play. So, and I love it. I mean, it's it's a one critical error and you got a mouthful of teeth because you just got hit with a line drive. Like I've taken I've taken a ground ball to the mouth. Where if I didn't throw my glove up, I, all I can think is like after I caught it, like. Fuck, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, my, my last year of playing baseball regularly um, in our pony league, it was my last year before moving on to high school. I was playing second base, or maybe I was my second last year, uh, and I was in practice, and a ground ball hit a divot, and I had braces at the time, and, I mean, just smacked me. It just took a bad hop and, bam, right off my mouth. I mean, it cut me up. I was bleeding everywhere. I was like, oh, this sucks. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and I was like, I don't like practicing. <laughs> and there, I remember, like, in game it only happened in games it never happened in practice i would get hit by the pitch and it it only happened like one time a season like Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Whole season, one time I would get wrecked with the ball and I'd have like where the ball hit me wouldn't be as bruised, but the stitching, mm-hmm. I'd have like every single little line of stitching, mm-hmm. like black and blue into my leg. Oh man. If I'd have taken the picture, it was like, <laughs> and I go to school and everybody's like, let me see your leg. <laughs> <laughs> I, I took a ball off the thigh one time. I was I was playing like first base coach or something. Uh, and I think we were just playing like a pickup game or something. And I took a line drive off my thigh and it looked like a target, you know, like the outside was <laughs> very purple and then it was red and then yellowish. I mean, it was just, it was just big target on my thigh. It was insane. Um, yeah, so, I would get hit so hard that like the center would still be white. Like the yeah. Oh, <laughs> I went all the way through the colors that we made it back to white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anybody says baseball is an easy sport to play you are full of it uh so so because i and i like rudy but league of their own is another one of my top movies but my favorite line from this movie and it's not there's no crying in baseball it's nothing from john lovitz it's from tom hanks but it's when he's arguing with the umpire and he told him did i ever tell you look like a little penis with a hat on (laughs) and he goes you're out of here he goes what no no you misunderstood me (laughs) I'm like, how do you misunderstand that? How do you misunderstand calling him a little penis with a hat on? <laughs> but I found that as the best line of the whole movie. I was like, this is so great. <laughs> Basically called there, There's so many little one-liners that like, I would say on the left. Like if I'm trying to call, just like yelling at someone, still well, Angel. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. And then of course, you know, you have uh, Madonna. Madonna actually was really good in this movie. Of course she it plays a sex fiction. Talk about this stacked cast too oh i mean madonna yep. with black hair which is like her natural hair color mm-hmm. rosie o'donnell um oh god and i don't again i'm not in front of my computer but like the woman that plays marla Hooch, the woman that plays betty spaghetti um i'm looking it up now and then you have gina davis you have uh the girl that plays kit she's also tank girl like oh yeah yeah cool. she uh yeah so I you love have, it uh, again <laughs> uh, uh Lori petty Lori petty's the one Lori that played kit and then uh marla Hooch was megan cavanaugh Megan Cavanaugh, um, and it's a lot of women that like um, you see them and you recognize their faces, and it's like they they just grace a lot of movies. They're not like in a bunch of movies, but and then, I, and then at the very end, you got Bill Pullman in there. I mean, Bill Pullman makes an, an appearance. So I know, love me some Bill Pullman. So I'm and looking Gina at the list here, and uh, Tia Leone played like a first baseman on one of the teams. Like, yeah, oh, she did. I did not she even, I didn't have to rewind now. Yeah, she was on the Racine team. Yeah. Fairly confident. Yeah. And then, oh, David Straithern, uh, Straith, uh, Straithern, Straithern, I always mispronounce his last name, but he played the guy that got the, or, like, the league together and was trying to fight to keep it alive. Yes. He's yeah. always oh, been in some good stuff. Have, um, oh, the guy that plays Walter Harvey. Uh, I don't think they had him in here. Hold on, let me double check that, but. He, uh. Uh, Marshall. Let's see here. Where he directed Pretty Woman, I think. Yeah, but he's not. We don't have. Well, I mean, I'm looking at something very quick, so I'm not. It's not like a deep dive into it. So, right. Um, but either way, I mean, but like you said, stack cast. Just, I mean, just overall, like it. It was a very. It was just. It's one of the greats. It's. It's one of the great sports <laughs> movies. Ever. And I forget her name, but the, the woman who can't read. And they Madonna's like getting her to read. And it's like the romance novel. And they're like, what do you have her her, What does it her, matter? She's reading. Ba, 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 <laughs> Cream breast. Black, and then black. her eyes get big like, oh. <laughs> so good. good, good. Keep reading. Oh, my God. And she's like, yeah, you're getting to the good part. 
so let, let's face it like madonna playing a, a like a sex a sexy person like just all about like being Left sexy field. like that's that you're not far stretched from that like that's madonna and i will say too uh again something probably controversially yet brave i think madonna is a good actor like she was good in a uh what was it a uh, uh dick tracy uh was uh, it dick tracy yeah she did dick yeah. tracy and i thought she did well i mean it is especially I, I would even say like specifically in a league of their own like she is amazing as meg yeah all right so let's let's so league of their own obviously moves on i mentioned uh they they dominated uh 30 uh 68 excuse me uh mm-hmm. to league of their own now so the next round is remember the titans taking on rocky four uh i got a lot of flack for this one because that's a hard one i feel like that was the hardest bracket my cousin is a huge Rocky fan. And I had no idea. And she's yelling at me going, why the fourth one? Why not the first one? Why not? I'm like, calm it down, woman. Like, first of all, where the hell is this coming from? I've known you my whole life. And I had no clue. Like <laughs> you had this much of a, of a lady boner for Rocky. Like Jesus Christ. And, I mean, she's getting on to me. And of course I told her, I was like, look, the reason, but here's the reason why for anybody listening, if you're thinking to yourself, why the hell did you do Rocky for Look, Rocky IV, I felt like, was the better story and involved more of the sport because you have Apollo who dies. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it yet, sorry. Uh, and, then, <laughs> and then it's like he goes to Russia to fight the big bad dude. Like, think about the first three Rockies. He's not really – he's not fighting this unbeatable person. He's fighting right. other the, the, the Russian. No. And at the time, I mean, come on. It was – I felt like it was the better movie to put it. It's the best – story like okay again controversial yet brave rocky is a great story and it's great character development but by the time we've gotten to rocky four you have way more character development in the sense that he he is this person he's come to this thing this extreme life things happens and he has to reevaluate and he starts fresh and he starts over you see this man go from a high to a low and then climb back up to his full potential yeah. and we see the italian stallion in his full on i did every exercise in the book i mean you see rocky at his most ripped his most ready like yeah and, and again, I, I just I, I feel like, I'm behind and support the choice for Rocky Four. Thank you, if my cousin's listening. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> but of course, it took it took on Remember the Titans and Remember the Titans. Like we talked about this last week a little bit, it 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 pretty much holds up today because of the racial tension going. Absolutely, Washington. I'm still mad he never won an Oscar for this movie or even nominated. Like I don't know how he didn't because this was such a phenomenal movie. It is, and it's, uh, unfortunately, it reads so rightly today with everything that's going on. But aside from that, aside, you know, take race out of it, which is a major mm-hmm. point of this movie, but about getting groups of people that maybe you don't like each other, but you're going to learn about each other. And that's going to, you don't have to like them, but you do have to respect them which is a lesson in general that everyone should learn today. Like you don't have to agree with everyone. You don't have to like everything that they do, but that doesn't mean unless they do something to completely remove any respect that you have for them, you can't fault them for the decisions they've made on the path that they're on. Exactly. I mean, it's just, yeah. And, and we talk about all-star cast, right? We were talking about that with league of their own. This is the same one, which I think is a very, which at the time though, a lot of these people were not 
Well, and it's like Donald Faison had what? Clueless? That was it. He was known for Clueless. He hadn't been on Scrubs yet. Mm -mm. Scrubs was until 2001. This came out in 2000, which means he probably shot it in 99. Right. 100%. Ethan no. Shipley before he, you know, this was his first big movie. He, because I know you people knew him from Boy Meets World more than anything else, probably because oh, he, he, he had he had some stints on Boy Meets World, and I think when he did Kevin when James. Earl start? Uh, oh, that was until two thousands. Way yeah, later. Yeah, that was a little bit later. Uh, not too much later, but a, a little bit later. And then you got a you got a baby, Hayden Pantier. Um, you know, I mean, she She's was. Tiny what, girl. I, she I was forget seven. that's her. <laughs> she was seven in that movie, and then of course Will Patton, where you know he, he's coming off of Armageddon into this movie. I mean, he right. Yeah, good stuff. But then like the guy that plays Julius Campbell that goes up against Ryan Hurst because those two guys. I mean, you don't really know them that much, but now you know Ryan Hurst a lot because of Sons of Anarchy, what he just did in mm-hmm. The Walking Dead, and all these other things, and. You know, Wood Harris. The guy that plays Julian Hurst, he's in the remake of Dread with Carl Urban. Exactly. As and, soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, yes. Yeah. And so, and then Kate Bosworth plays the racist girlfriend to Ryan Hurst. I mean, and she's, he does. I mean, you're like, holy crap. And then Ryan Gosling's in the movie. You know, he plays yeah. the, the white dude that can't cover okay, anybody. So, <laughs> Ryan Gosling. Yeah, a little well, baby. And then, too, the thing that I, you know, I think is a pre- I appreciate and I feel like is very subtle and underlined is uh, the kid that plays Sunshine. Like, we briefly hit on homosexuality and uh, what's the word? I, I am not it, so I don't have a pho- hetero- homophobia. Yeah. You know, we briefly <laughs> yeah. hit on that. And again, like, we don't talk about it long because the most important aspect of this is race and the acceptance of race. Yes. But he is eventually accepted by his teammates that originally show him homophobic tendencies. Mm-hmm. Um, and one for being a Disney movie. I know. Two for being a movie in the early, you know, 99, early 2000, or early, yeah, early 2000s, mm-hmm. where that wasn't really a thing that was talked about a lot before. And we hit on it and we all just went, good, you know, accepted. Love yeah. that. Yeah. And I think that's why I think people love this movie so much because it hits on like, it, it's about respecting each other. It doesn't matter. Like you're, you're here for in, not just in football, but it should be in life. You know, like what I think it's like one of the scenes where, Oh yeah, we came together at camp, but now that we're back in school, we're back to being white versus black. That's not how right. it's supposed to be. And you know, one of the guys it, who played them realizing it on their own, it didn't take the exactly. coach coming back in there. It's them calling their own meeting and meeting in the gym and going, look, we are better than this. And I, yeah. I think it's a movie that, I mean, I would make it required watching for a film course, yeah. you know, not a way to take historical act, uh, historical events, maybe not incredibly accurate, but doing it in a timeless way. Yeah. That, that movie will never not be relevant. I agree. Well, a lot of people agree because it dominated. It won. Uh, remember, Titans moved on with 82%. 82% of that vote went to... <laughs> I definitely voted for Remember the Titans, for sure. Yeah, I, I did too. And I mean, the total votes here... I mean, there were 73 votes for that round. 60 of them went to Remember the Titans. Uh, so our, our last bracket uh, is going to be uh, Keanu Reeves and The Replacements, uh, one movie I love, versus Karate Kid. Sweep the leg! Uh, I mean, takes on- <laughs> especially with the interest in Cobra Kai, you know, Netflix buying Cobra, like how can you not know that 
Mm-hmm. Sorry, Keanu. I feel we'll like save if I, for another round this week. <laughs> I feel like if I did this voting like a couple years ago before Cobra Kai, replacements might have won. <laughs> because, maybe, maybe. Because uh, you're right. Because Karate Kid did win. It had 76 percent of the vote uh, over replacements. Okay. I mean, which I think, but I agree with you. I think Cobra Kai really shined a light on the Karate Kid again. You know, which it happens. You know, you have these movies or, or music that's from like back in the day that were hits, but nobody really knows today. And then all it takes is like, um, and like a, like a Netflix original or mm-hmm. Netflix special or well, like it started out as a YouTube series on YouTube Red right. or, or YouTube, something yeah, like YouTube whatever their Red streaming platform yeah. was, whatever it was that just failed. Mm-hmm. And then Netflix picked it up for the third season. Seasons one and two were on YouTube. Yeah. YouTube and, TV, YouTube TV. Isn't yeah, it's, it's something with YouTube, but yeah, and that's yeah. but that's what it takes, you know. And it it revamped where people are now rewatching Cry to Kid, or they saw it and then they and they actually I know I, I haven't seen it. My wife does, so they watched they it with clips. their kids and then was like, okay, now we got to go back, you yeah. know. Yeah. So, but yeah, so Cry to Kid moved on. I don't think we need to spend too much time, even though I love the replacements. I thought it was a funny movie. I thought it was really good, mm-hmm. straight football. But uh, yeah, I, I didn't think it was gonna be Cry to Kid. <laughs> Oh, right. All right. So now I want to say something too about Cobra Kai. Um, I really hope that Hillary Swank makes an appearance because she's like the forgotten stepchild of the Karate Kid series. Hillary Swank. Oh my goodness. Shout out. Bring that eagle (laughs) or the hawk, whatever it was. I think my <laughs> I, my wife was telling me that supposedly she read something where they're they're trying to get her to come on. I think or something like I that. I mean, well, we'll see. We'll see. You're not making that much money, girl. You need to remember <laughs> where you came from. Or here's the thing: you've made your money. Like you're okay. Like you can you can do something like this. It'll be fine. Stay humble. <laughs> you know what? Stay humble, queen. Go back to your roots. Um, okay, so now brings us to our next our next round. Our pretty much our elite eight. Uh, mm-hmm. So two baseball movies, it's James Earl Jones going up against each other, even though, you know, he's only the star <laughs> in one of these. Uh, the second line is taking on Field of Dreams. And uh, this one, yeah, I don't know. W- which way did you came out around the same time, right? Uh, I don't Feeling believe so. I think Field of no. Dreams was early or late 80s, early 90s. Let's see. Because Sandlot was early 90s, right? 89 was Field of Dreams, uh-huh. and The Sandlot was 93. So, I mean, they had a oh, four-year okay. gap between them. Right. Um, I think I voted for The Sandlot. I mean, The Field of Dreams is a great movie, and it's one where you have to, like, sit down and watch it and give it the respect it deserves. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to throw that on to go do laundry. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw on The Sandlot and just listen and giggle while I'm cleaning the bathroom or folding yeah. clothes or something like that. So, um, yeah. And I agree. I think Sandlot, like I thought of this as like, a, okay, what's the better sports movie? And yes, I feel like Sandlot was because it, it involved baseball more than field of dreams. That's how I approached it. Fair. And again, I still think it is the better movie of the two. Uh, no disrespect to field of dreams. I think it's still a great movie. I would watch it if it was on, but Sandlot. Oh, if- and field of dreams is a great movie. They're just two very different fields. Exactly. Two very different viewing requirements, too. Very true. So uh, Sandlot dominated 68%, like not even close. Like they, they moved on, <laughs> which I was a little surprised by that, too. Uh, which brings us to then Caddyshack takes on Bull Durham. 
And uh, my vote went to Bull Durham. Again, I love Caddyshack. I think it's a great movie, but Bull Durham is my top, one of my top movies. I, I could not not vote for it, you know? So Right. And I definitely voted for Caddyshack. <laughs> and you and a lot of people did because they won 76%. Like, I was a little it's surprised. It's a funner movie to watch. Yeah. I, I, well, I'm, I'm going to disagree because I feel like for <laughs> me, because, well, but then, exactly. Well, of course we can still be friends. See difference of opinion, folks, you can have it and still be friends. It's okay. Um, <laughs> but for me, baseball is my all time favorite sport. I love it more than any other sport out there. And so in my brain, I was like, uh, I think it's funnier. Not that Caddyshack's not funny. And I know, it, and I had a feeling it might win, but I didn't think it'd win that decisively. So. 100%. So, right, so if I had, if we had a different bracket, between Bull Durham and Major League, which way would you have swayed? Because again, because Bull Durham is one of my top all-time movies, like it would still be Bull Durham. Like, and I love Major League. I love right. Major League, but it would still go Bull Durham. <laughs> now, here's the thing, though: if Bull Durham was going to win, I was really worried because Sandlot's in my top list too. Where I was like, <laughs> "Crap, who do I?" Vo-? That was going to be difficult for me. So, in my brain, even though I was like, "Man, it lost." but I'm kind of glad it did because it didn't force me to choose between the two, you know? Well, and I've done that too, where I voted for a movie that I liked knowing that it was probably going to lose, but it's like, oh, throw my hat in there. <laughs> I'm going to put it this way. I feel like the Sandlot and Bull Durham are two women that are fighting over me and they both want to date me. And I'm like, crap, these are both great women. Thank God one of them pulled out because I didn't know how I was going to choose. <laughs> both great. <laughs> okay. That Ironically, was- that they pulled out and you didn't. So. That's what she said, but yes. Um, <laughs> Terrible analogy. I need to edit that out. Actually, now I'll probably keep it because it's stupid. And I said that's like the only joke I've had. <laughs> I say dumb shit all the time, and I might as well keep it in there. People are going to listen to this going, "That sounds like Gentile saying dumb things." All right, so <laughs> so Kevin Costner once again is back with Ten Cup taking on a league of their own. I feel like I know where you voted with this one. Hundred percent league of their own, of course. And I think I did, too, and I know I did too, because again, it's <laughs> it's a league of their own and. 78%, another dominated. Yeah. It, it, I kind of felt that when we were going into the, like that second round of voting, like it was lopsided on just about every bracket, at least when I voted, you know? All right. So if you're listening to this part of the episode, uh, this is where we ran into a little bit of technical issue. And by we, I mean me specifically. There was a weird noise you probably heard a minute ago, and I heard it too, and that's where I turned to look. If, if And here's the other thing. If you're seeing the picture that's associated to this podcast, that's the picture that Ashley showed me. goes, you're frozen on this. I go, yeah, because something sounded like it imploded or exploded in my house, and I'm turning thinking, what the hell was that? Internet went down. The lights almost went out. Like Everything was flickering. I mean, it was almost like a ghost possessed our house, and we were like, and it had a weird smell. We were like, what in the hell happened? Unfortunately, I had to leave to go do a work thing pretty much when that happened. Uh, I was trying to wrap up the uh, podcast, and then I was going to go have to leave and do my thing. So my wife calls an electrician. He comes out, and he's like, yeah, something's messed up. He's calling uh, our center point energy people. They're going to have to come take a look. And so it was a whole ordeal. Needless to say, ants were the problem. Ants attacked the big transformer. It didn't destroy the whole thing, but apparently it destroyed enough of the certain things or it got into some of the circuits and fried some of these circuits. So they had to work on replacing them. Myself and a couple of my neighbors had to deal with this issue. So we were without power for, you know, a few hours. It was definitely a very um, interesting scenario to learn about when I was out shooting some footage for uh, my job and then coming home. Definitely um, something you don't expect. So I apologize for that. Unfortunately, you know, myself and Ashley will not be able to finish this episode. I am going to uh, reveal the, re- the rest of the results of this bracket, 
and we were leaving off with a League of Their Own in 10 Cup. League of Their Own did win that round uh, pretty decisively. Also, because of some issues here, I was not able to get the percentage results after this uh, next round. Uh, so pretty much the final four in the championship game. I, I don't have the results uh, percentages right here in front of me, but obviously I, I wrote down who won. So remember the Titans took on Karate Kid, and this was actually a very close matchup. And remember the Titans ended up winning 56%. Pretty close vote. A little surprised. It was actually as close as it was. I kind of thought that Remember the Titans would dominate a little bit more over Karate Kid because I just feel like Remember the Titans is a better significant movie. Just a great movie all around. So your final four was The Sandlot taking on Caddyshack. A League of Their Own takes on Remember the Titans. For me, Sandlot was the easy pick against Caddyshack. I, I still love Caddyshack, but Sandlot was still the easy pick for me. And it actually dominated. I, I do remember that. It didn't really put up much of a fight, <laughs> at least not against Caddyshack. A League of Their Own, Remember the Titans... That was another one where I expected it to be really close, and it wasn't. A League of Their Own dominated, and that was a hard vote for me. I, I had to choose between those two, and mainly it came down to my love of baseball, and so I went with A League of Their Own, which gave us an all-baseball final. The Sandlot took on A League of Their Own, and once again, Sandlot dominated. Sandlot dominated this entire bracket. I know the first round it won 81%, second round was 68%. I don't believe its percentage was below 60 in any round. And so it was just insane, you know, to see the dominance of it. But I'm not surprised because it's a great movie. And I love this movie. And it's one of those movies that I sit there and go, I could watch this at any time. And it's not a movie that's in the background. Like if it's on, I'm sitting it out and I'm watching it. My phone is put away. We're watching this movie. Sandlot is your sports genre champion. So we're going to do a little bit of a recap here. The Lion King, one animation. It's taken on Jurassic Park. You have 10 Things I Hate About You taken on Mrs. Doubtfire. And now we have Forrest Gump taken on The Sandlot. And these matchups will be coming here in a few weeks uh, at the end of October. Those will battle it out for the ultimate movie champion. But for this week, though, we still have to work with action. And so action is this week's voting. So that voting will start taking place tomorrow on my stories on Instagram and Facebook. The following week will be horror. So the week before Halloween, we're going to get some horror in, guys. And I know Ashley's very excited about that because she loves herself some horror movies. We usually will talk about the movies leading up to next week. I usually go over these with Ashley. We have a little bit of banter, again, obviously because of what happened. Uh, we don't really have that opportunity to do that. So Ashley will be back uh, next week to discuss the action bracket. But for action, I'm going to go ahead and let you know the matchups. So John Wick's taking on Eraser. Boondock Saints takes on Die Hard. Bad Boys 2 takes on Enter the Dragon. Top Gun takes on Roadhouse. Point Break takes on Kill Bill Volume 1. Beverly Hills Cop takes on Speed. True Lies takes on Heat. GoldenEye takes on The Bourne Identity. So some good matchups there. Looking at this bracket, I don't know who's going to win. I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see. I could see Die Hard making a run and winning it all. Uh, maybe even Kill Bill Volume 1. I mean, or even Top Gun. I mean, those are probably the three movies that I could see winning this whole thing. But hey, that's not up to me. It's up to you guys. So go out and vote on my stories for who you think should, we, uh, for who you think should win this round of the movies. Uh, I want to thank you guys for taking a listen to this podcast here. Uh, this week was a very unique situation. And hey, it's a genteel life, you know. And so I could have easily just asked Ashley to record another day. And I could just add it to the end. Nah, let's not do that. Let's just go ahead and say it is what it is. But I hope everybody has themselves a great rest of your day. Make sure that you're liking and subscribing to this podcast wherever you are, you, wherever you're listening to it right now. Hope everybody's having a great day. Stay safe out there and we'll catch you next time.